0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate all minutes of Zack Snyder's Justice League. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. Uh, and my name is Nathan. Am I on the right show? You can find me <laughs> uh, at all social media at No Clutch Nate. And today we're talking about minute number 18 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to begin with Lois arriving at the ruined Superman statue in Heroes Park. And the minutes are going to end with us entering a new scene in part one, starring Wonder Woman. Um, Nate, how are you feeling about this minute here?
1: Um, it's a little, little heavy-handed. A little heavy. I don't handed? remember. I yeah. <laughs> I ju- well, I feel like well, I just had this conversation. Um, but I don't know if we were talking about it on the show yesterday, mm-hmm. or if it was like just. I, I don't, mere hours ago, um, but I if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. It's pretty heavy-handed, and one of our friends had said um, later on in the movie, because multiple moments like this happen, we call them needle-drop moments, um, particularly for Lois Lane, One of our friends um, said, is there a counter for how many times this movie does that? And that's when I realized, like, yeah, it does do it a lot. And are again, are some of them, what are they adding to the scene? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I like, I love the message that this song is supposed to make me feel. I am present. I'm getting all the feelings that I'm supposed to get from this minute and from Lois Lane being at this memorial. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I see out a mile away, you know? It's like, yeah, I know, I knew what I'm, I knew what I was buying. No surprises.
0: Yeah. No, I can, I can, I can definitely feel that way. I know that when I normally watch this movie, like, there's so much to take in. And I have to be like aware that sometimes, uh, for someone who's watching it for the first time, they're like usually taken aback with like the music. Um, that's in this movie both whether it's a needle drop or it's actual uh junkie xl's music sometimes i feel like that um is questionable to them they aren't they're not sure if like oh should there be like this whole uh moment here with music and lois lane and then there's also the one with flash and iris west and then the aquaman one and even uh the icelandic one for aquaman there's always those it's two he gets two yeah he does get two um and it's one of those things where that's where they kind of go oh is that necessary does this movie have to be four hours does it have to be this long um I mean obviously the answer is this movie could be shorter there could be things that you take out but I think the fact that it exists is one of those things where you have to go well it's here now is it bad itself and it's actually like no it's actually really really well done like this whole Lois Lane thing with the the music, the Nick Cave and the Seeds, Distant Sky. Um, It's it's iconic in the sense that it exists almost. Um, I was thinking about it in terms of how many times do we get to live in this moment where Lois Lane is dealing with the aftermath, the death of Superman? Because normally... um, it's it's already seldom enough that we get the death of Superman like it only happens so often in storytelling where they tell the story. Recently we have Dawn of Justice and the, de- the death of Superman, the animated feature. And normally we're dealing with Lois Lane in that moment, losing Clark in the battle with Doomsday. But we hardly ever get like this real aftermath where it's like six weeks, like we are in the moment. Unless you're reading like The reign of the supermen like that series that's like the only other big instance that we have so even thinking of it as just dc films like all the live action ones um it's rare that we get to live in this moment so it's kind of it's almost one of those things where yeah maybe zack snyder is cramming a bunch of different big dc titles into a trilogy, maybe that is a criticism someone has, where they're like, "Oh, why is he taking the Dark Knight Returns and Death of Superman and all these other things, and and like putting it into one movie instead of making those things their own movie?" Which I know mm, is that's a criticism that's people have. It's that's dumb. I, I disagree with it. I do. Um, I think it's important. You sprinkle everything, yeah, and then it makes its own unique story. And then you mm-hmm. go, "This is Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is like his whole Dawn of Justice trilogy, like." There's something to enjoy in that because it takes those things, those those iconic moments, and makes a whole new universe out of it. Like, he makes his own rebirth of, of, of the DC lore. And this Lois Lane moment where she's at the Heroes Park and she's seeing this destroyed Superman statue, it just is one of those things that you can look at now and be like, they did that in cinema and DC cinema and, and DC comics history, really, because if you know, I'm sure it's a, it's not often that they, they do something like this where they just say, "Hey, Superman died and he's gone." They always talk about like him being back. Like there's always Superman is always present in comics nowadays, and they're always referring to the time where he did die and the time he was gone, but they hardly ever just live in that moment again. And we have this moment here, this movie really, where we can actually like live in it with the music video being heavy handed and everything. At least you're soaking that in in, in a solid minute and be like, that's iconic right there. Out of context, that's iconic. In terms of a four hour movie, I can see when that's like starts to be a little bit jarring where you're like, OK, we're picking up here and then we have to go back to Central City and then go back down to Atlantis a couple more times. Like I can understand that. So the music video thing really works, especially in the sense that Zack Snyder comes from shooting commercials and documentaries. Like he had that great, um, Michael Jordan's playground documentary slash draw, uh, like movie that he did with Michael Jordan, it just shows like he's able to just be like, yeah, if I need to condense it down, at least I can make it like this iconic Moment instead of kind of laying it out with exposition or you know, someone some character having to say how they feel, you can just live like through their perspective and just be like, okay, I can get behind that, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I kind of want to address the um, the
1: con the, the the opinion that people have about the uh, cramming too much just to backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when I When they came out with the animated version of Flashpoint, I was so hyped and excited. I have no idea why. It was a big event. It was cool. It was a big book. I don't know. It was a big book. I don't remember really what I was expecting. But when I watched that animated series and realizing, oh, it's the same exact thing as the book. Yes, minor changes here and there. But for the most part, the dialogue was already there. It was just like, oh, yeah, right? Like, why wouldn't they divert from what's already printed, you know? Yeah. And that feeling of disappointment carried on and and hurt so much where it's like, I don't want to see whole movies that are just The Dark Knight Returns, that are just... um, whatever the other ones you were saying
0: yeah all the other ones right Uh, you know
1: i just don't want to see that exact thing uh, death of superman whatever like Mm -hmm. i I don't want to see that exact thing bring in the ideas bring in the characters obviously yes of course but not the exact thing this uh this new batman stuff supposed to have a court of owls in it that's really cool i am not expecting volume one of snyder's batman court of owls like I'm not expecting that because that is too much and I, I one, I already read it and I already know it. It's a big deal, you know? Mhm. Remember watching Harry Potter and you were like reading along and they like had you know, I remember by the time they got to Halloween, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember this part in the book. Like it's almost <laughs> it's almost done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like, Oh snap. Well, I guess that's the downfall of uh the I book's better than the movie. I remember but.
0: having that feeling for the second one, *Chamber of Secrets*, because I really liked that book. But then when I was watching the movie, long movie, I was like, "Oh, this is the part where he stabs the book with the Fang and that kills the, you know, the Horcrux uh, thing." And then it happened, just being like, "Oh yeah," but that means the cool snake is already dead. And I was like, "Oh okay, oh the basilisk." I'm sorry, but the I cool I, snake. Yeah, do remember just being disappointed as a kid about that second movie because I was like. Oh, yeah, and that's where he stabs it, and then he stabs it, and I'm like, oh, wait, I guess that's the end of the movie now.
1: <laughs> that's it. Dunzo. Um, yeah. yeah, anyway, so, like, no, sprinkling I gotcha. the, uh, the storytelling across and, and making it a, a new story just using the same elements, that's um, that's great. You know, it keeps me entertained, so I'm here to tell you I'm for it. Um, now, to bring up uh, what this whole minute is condensed, it's excellent. No we don't get to see Lois Lane crying over a dead Superman. That's heavy already, man. Are you kidding? Yeah, we... like Call Marty. That is heavy. <laughs> All of this stuff is is good. I may not like the direct lyrical relation that is happening in it, but whatever. Yeah. You know? I I don't like the needle drops most I don't like most of the needle drops in Watchmen whatever Oh yeah. You, them, do, yeah you do know? yeah remember
0: that being a huge like hurdle for you and Watchmen was uh, Yeah it was a big hurdle for me it yeah. was one of the times
1: <laughs> where I really realized
0: like oh my gosh
1: this movie is all uh f- property what do we call it li- uh oh li- liability whatever music copyright m- music copyrighted music um <laughs> And it was just like, oh yeah, like that was so jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because I just wasn't expecting so many, like hip, uh, top forty songs or whatever. You I felt know? The, the same, same way. one. The and Garfunkel one just yeah. took me out already. That was I once that happened, I was like already bad. And that's taste how it in my mouth, starts, like, right? Sorry. No,
0: that's later. The what? sound of silence, right?
1: Yeah, sound of silence is when it plays at the funeral. At the it funeral, like, and it plays right. early on. It's like, uh, uh-uh,
0: mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah,
1: I cannot yeah and that was tenth grade ruining that song for me. It's not- nothing I have against Simon and Garfunkel. Those guys are great
0: yeah i it's I, just I felt the song. same way about uh Hallelujah when I first- heard it or experienced it in that movie uh well, I guess I heard it, but like until I fully experienced that scene, which was like took me my third rewatch of that movie to for it to finally click mm-hmm. um and that wasn't even seeing the director's cut yet. I had just watched the third theatrical um
1: when they're in the airship,
0: yeah, okay. and like
1: after the after the prison. Uh, now, for some weird reason, in my mind, oh no, it's before. It's before. In my mind, ninety-nine loof balloons, uh, ninety-nine red balloons plays at one point, point. Mm-hmm. and like I could have sworn it was at that point. Just I don't rem- I don't know why. I just always remember the uh, the synth like as they're banging. Nope, <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe that's just what I want to know, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the song you would have picked. his Nate was a director, would have we would put 99 on. red balloons there. No, I mean, come on. I was uh yeah, Hallelujah. It it put me off guard the first time, and I was like, I don't know if I can dig all this music here. But um, now I get it. Now I think it's a a masterpiece decision, at least for that scene. For me, I think it's amazing. And now, ever since I've been, I've grown more and more into that song just because of Zack Snyder's work, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I get the use of it now. So I, I almost understand the, the song more. Like I get its importance. Um, I like
1: that song solely for me referencing it to the um trailer. Oh, for the fandom trailer. Yeah. For yeah. the fandom trailer. Cause the, I mean, before that, I told you before, before that, the song, if you ask me like, what, what is this reminding me of? I'd be like, wasn't this in Shrek? Yes. Yeah. That's like, what people yeah. say. I didn't know that was, Thing people said when I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> Nate, I guess it's like it? the only sad part in that movie, and it's the only sad song that they play. So, you know, probably you Shrek heads. That's hey. like Bambi's mom dying, right? I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Shrek disc, um, just the Shrek discography is a uh, is a masterpiece collection. Amazing. Yeah, where's uh, the metal box? Uh, amazing music supervision on that on that on that film. I um, think
1: Walmart's got Shrek specific like metal bu- metal case ones like, like their steel own books of special Shrek? special ones?
0: Yeah, you're asking me if there are steel books of Shrek. Yes, guys. If anyone is listening, is there a steel book for Shrek? If there are, I that makes buy that for me. feels like something that you know. I would say that doesn't exist, but I, then I'll find out it does exist because why wouldn't it exist? So and why wouldn't you display them on your mantle? Yeah. the world's not prepared for when they re-release shrek in 4k
1: oh man i think that's that's the end of times
0: yeah Um, that's like the ring movie one more thing that i want to talk about um in this in this moment here is there's a shot of lois lane over the shoulder looking at uh heroes park here at least the ruined superman statue and Um, obviously it's very poetic, Uh, you know, just the imagery of, you know, this destroyed statue that resembles Clark, but something that I really enjoyed here um, was the use of, or the design of the weather here in Metropolis. I thought it was really cool because of the bad weather. Obviously it's raining. It's very cloudy. It almost looks a little smoky or like foggy in the, in the city. Just low clouds. Yeah. And it, um, you're, I believe yesterday if it was yesterday you were saying or maybe it was the Martha mm-hmm. scene but you were saying that it's it's dawn like the sun is waking up we kind of started it being dark yeah. and then the sun was rising so I'm t- Is that
1: true because now I'm remembering that there's another that when she goes back to the coffee shop and everything that's the dawn scene that I was talking about
0: what but- yeah, that's with um you know when they actually resurrect superman But this right here is Dong. Obviously, she got coffee. It's the morning. Um, And she's walking over to Heroes Park, and it's the sun facing um, from behind her. It's shining onto these skyscrapers here. Um, And something that I really liked was this imagery because of the destroyed Superman statue and the sunlight on the windows here in the skyscrapers. And the foggy weather and, and it looking a little bit smoky, it almost looks very gothic, like I know there's Gotham across the harbor, but uh, because him tish. yeah, but because goth or because Metropolis is kind of also mourning the death of Superman in its own personified way, you know what I mean? like he makes Metropolis look depressed
1: or distraught. Um. Yeah, like I get that. I liked when you said about the sun coming up because now I'm looking at a broken Superman statue, uh, els head in the ground, you know, dead, destroyed, severed from his body. Mm-hmm. And the sun, f- him facing the sun, is what you're saying. Um, but it is through clouds, it's not coming through, so it's dark and dreary because the god has fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, the sun is going to come up, but it's not going to be bright and sunny because he's not there to make it so. Yeah. Um, it's just very cool. Yeah, I'm glad that you pinpointed that one out as well. I like that. That's really fun to think about. It's yeah. cool seeing um, statues <laughs> of these heroes as as uh, as as angry as will make these Christians. It's pretty cool seeing statues of these heroes. Yeah. And seeing people worshiping, worshiping them as such because... What the hell else do humans know to do?
0: I like that they left it ruined. you know i I really think this is yes. one of those things that has become iconic itself is is this ruined uh Superman statue. I don't know if we joked about this before or if it actually exists, but it would be cool if there was a like model of this that could switch between being a destroyed Superman statue or you could leave it broken, but like it would be cool to have like a maquette of that. That you can just be like, oh, yeah, we can swap oh, these pieces figure. out. Okay, I thought you meant real. No, more like just like, like an Like turn art... a skate park into this or oh, something? Oh, no, like. not a real thing. Like a model, like a little, like um, like a, uh, like a f- effects statue of some sort. Yeah. That you can swap out those pieces and display how you want it. Um, I think that would be really cool to have. Um, um, the one other... Can I tell you something? Yeah, go uh, for it. No.
1: Oh, I was going to say, there's going to be something that I'm going to be bringing up a lot. Especially doing minute by minute because we're going to be seeing them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you have it on a frame here, where it is the over-the-shoulder shots of Lois looking at the monument, and it's uh, there's there's this there's the broken stairs, and man, oh man, do I love the look of broken steps. <laughs> it is just so pleasing how everything is straight-lined and then it just breaks, and that breakage, especially with like in this movie, how most of them are impact-breaking it's still there but like they kind of snuggled and nestled into the steps it just looks so good yeah it looks so good i'll be pointing it out a lot
0: i think what what's so good about this shot is like where the superman statue and the walls are there's like this black element right here and then where it stops is where the crack begins in that staircase so it kind of just flows together like it's lined up perfectly to where the white crack in the ground and then there's like the black
1: Mm -hmm. monoliths
0: and like the obelisks on the left. It just kind of like, it's so framed perfectly point of view, baby. Yeah. So it's like, and then tracking lines, vector lines or whatever. Lois Lane's umbrella, like is filling up this other negative space. You have her silhouette, like on this right third. And then everything else that is negative space is this collection of buildings that the sunlight is hitting it and it almost makes the buildings look like they're on fire in a in a way mm-hmm. so it like makes this whole thing look like it's a city burning like it's so personified this shot right here it's like a painting itself it's so well it's so well boxed out it's
1: incredible now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if this is the sun reflecting off these but I think those are just lights inside the buildings just like a little light flare, but from the look of the shadow of that tall rectangular building, mm-hmm. sun would still be coming up in this direction.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're good. We're good. We're good. But it looks great. It's an amazing moment. Like, that's what I'm um, talking about. I
1: really about. do love being in Heroes Park, honestly. I really yeah. do love how it is so, it's, it wasn't just like a use it one time and we're done. Like, it's a prominent place. Mm-hmm. And especially with the whole Superman trilogy of his, you know, birth, life, and death, resurrection, it's it it just kind of sets in stone, pun intended, um, how glorious he is, just how how mythical. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, we talk all day about like these statues of these people that we really, really enjoy, um, but it's really because we enjoy seeing the the people how we who we would be um also having like such adoration for these characters and i think that's what it is it's like yes i would love the 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 humans in my superhero story would be treating them as gods because i love them they're going to love them yeah obviously but then you know play around with the fun stuff
0: have a guy that's pissed off of him go spray paint on it you know of course yeah absolutely um we're going to move over to London now. This is going to be our second scene for this minute. There's not much to talk about this one because this is just a establishing shot kind of moment for the movie before I think tomorrow's minute is just going to kick right off into what's actually happening in this scene. But we're going to move over to London where the Tower Bridge is, uh, crosses over the River Thames. And this is going to be the the new scene in part one that stars Wonder Woman. This is going to involve the uh, the reactionary terrorists, uh, whatever that word means. We'll get into it later. Um, but uh, this is pretty cool here. What I really like about it is this is where we see the black Superman flag that we saw in the Comic-Con teaser and some other trailers that were showing it. And this was pretty much the only Superman we got before the movie actually released and then they released another trailer that had Superman all in it. And, um, it was cool seeing this because we didn't get to see what suit he was going to wear. There were still people wondering if Henry Cavill was going to wear a black suit for justice league. And this is a, um, the black Superman flag. So right away we're thinking, this is a reference to Superman wearing the black suit in the comics when he returns. And now with this version, Zack Snyder's justice league, it actually works now. Like now we can look at that and be like, Oh, that's a reference to the black Superman suit. And then he actually wears it in the movie. So there's like actual continuity now with it. Um, Mm. but before it was just like a cool reference. Never really got to see him wear the suit. And, um, we also got the reference in Dawn of Justice, where the funeral casket that the one that they did for Superman um, had the black and silver S on it. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. It's nice seeing a city outside Metropolis, you know, a, you know, city outside America, even mourning. The world was affected. Yeah, like it's nice to see the entire world mourning Superman in in whatever way they do but you know it's nice seeing that um one cool thing that I noticed while looking through the trailers because I was trying to see if the timeline was any different I know in this movie Zack Snyder's Justice League it's a six-week period from the time he died to the time he comes back Um, but I was trying to see if maybe the Justice League trailers from 2017 said anything different um if they establish a different time um that didn't really happen. They didn't really say a time frame for it. But one thing I did find was the newspaper from yesterday's minute. Um, you know how it says um, that the Security Bank of Manhattan seeks a new architect. In mm-hmm. this one, in the trailer that I found this footage in, they dropped that newspaper. But instead, it says a world without hope. Or really, it says world without hope. And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't know that newspaper was in. original movie or maybe that was the original headline that was supposed to be in there i remember the newspaper drop scene and being in the original movie it was just in the beginning montage
1: when everybody was crying over superman
0: oh okay well that's cool at least i still had empty streets and whatnot um i didn't catch that so I, i when i saw that in the trailer i was like oh they actually had that newspaper bit in there um so um i was thinking maybe i guess they edited it with like um visual effects to make it say the the new thing on there. Um but I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, one thing I wanted to point out um as we enter London is the bells at the end of this song that we were just talking about, Distant Sky. As we transition into London, I was listening to the music that was playing. And as Distant Sky kind of ends, it has like this bell chime to it, right? And I was thinking oh, that kind of sounds like London. And I thought that was kind of like an odd statement to say at first. But then the more I started thinking about it, I was thinking about how like Big Ben, like the bells chime. And I was thinking, I guess with the way the song ends, it kind of like bleeds into it. and makes you feel like you're in London with those chimes. So the more I kept thinking about it, the more it started to make sense that it would uh, blend in like that. And I thought that was really neat. Um, I definitely think it's more of a coincidence <laughs> um, cause it's just, it's just kind of miraculous that it kind of, um, works like that for the senses. Yeah. And, um, I thought that was pretty neat. One thing that I really like about us returning to London is, um, this is the first time we're seeing Wonder Woman in the movie. And now we saw her in the movie with the death of Superman. Um, but, this is like her first big scene. We've already had Bruce Wayne going to Iceland and dealing with, you know, the death of Superman, not only with the mother boxes, but with Martha and now Lois. And so now we're on the on the third of the big trinity is to check in with Wonder Woman, see where she's at. And in the last movie, well, technically her origin movie, the last movie is now technically Wonder Woman 1984, but we did Wonder Woman Minute, And the movie ends with her in London in like 2016. And I thought it was really cool that we return to London and it kind of makes it feel like London is her city to protect. You know what I mean? Like Superman has Metropolis and Batman has Gotham, yada, yada. But like if they're making London kind of like the home base of Wonder Woman, I can kind of get behind that. I don't know. It's usually not is it's usually not that way, right? Like that's not usually a thing. Uh London being it, Wonder Woman's like kind of hometown, right? I I mean, again, depends on who's writing it, but you're
1: probably right, you know. Um it, it's good knowing that it's a home base um for Wonder Woman. I'm thinking do you think it is directly related to her dealings in um, you know, one the first movie, Wonder Woman, and uh, World War One with Steve Trevor, um, that's fun to think about. I was trying to think, why would she be there if she's working at the Louvre? Um. I, I, you, you got me you know See, what right? hey they just started returning all the artifacts to where they're supposed to be that's good news maybe she'll be hanging out in other places yeah it, maybe she was in London because they were like "Can <laughs> okay, we got all the artifacts
0: <laughs> she, she got, she got all the artifacts all. and now she can come back yeah. she's it's like, just a big long sting operation she's like close the room is you can close it now it's done we got every artifact it's yeah. done done deal I found them all alright Diana you can go home it was me hiding them the whole time. Yeah, uh, got me. Yeah. yeah. No, that um I it is interesting cuz in Wonder Woman 1984 she goes to live in the DC at the capital of the United States. And that is how I know Wonder Woman. Like that is if someone was to be like okay, well if Batman has Gotham, where's Wonder Woman? Like what's her city? And I'm usually thinking it's like the DC area. Because she's more diplomatic. Yeah, because she's an ambassador, you know, and yes. stuff like that. She represents a foreign nation, Themyscira, even though technically she's banned from it. Um, so that's how I've always known her. But it does make sense, Nate, that when... And I never really saw it as that, even all the times I've seen Wonder Woman. But, like, the idea that she left mascara and the first place she goes is London. So technically... Or not, I don't know technically, but I guess in some way it's imprinted that, okay, that signal that signals that she's, that's her home area. That's like yeah. if Batman had somehow left his place of origin and ended up in Gotham, like in that kind of idea, like in that kind of equation. I
1: get what you're saying. I get it I 100%. And all her friends live there, you mm-hmm. know? So makes it easier. I wonder what museum she was working at in London.
0: yeah um but yeah she does she does seem to travel a lot i'm curious to see if i know there's going to be a third wonder woman movie will it take place in london as well or will it take place elsewhere or will it take place like just internationally with her traveling again Um, space or space or back to themiscara i think she's actually well i think she's going to go back to themiscara i think that's well, technically, that's suggested in Zack Snyder's Justice League, so I don't know if she'll go back to Themyscira, but she you should know, go back to- You she goes the... back to the future, huh? Oh, now we're talking. Huh? Back to the future. Huh? I, I don't know how that would work. She would have to know what the future is. What would the future be?
1: For what we're see, We see it all the time. It happens every single time. So he sends Barry back, a- and then he wakes up in a dreamland, you know? <laughs> you know how upsetting... He does it, he does it <laughs> wait, every time.
0: You know how upsetting that would be? If there's a third Wonder Woman movie that finally takes place in the present, and they send her back in time, and now people have to watch a third Wonder Woman movie where she's in the past again, and her goal is to get to the present... That would upset so many people, Nate. Samurai Jack, but Wonder Woman. Okay, that's different. That's kind of cool. <laughs> now you just made it cool. I... Okay, now it's okay. But if it wasn't, if it was Back to the Future, I would not sign on it. I don't think uh, anyone would sign on it. Yeah. It would be like, Wonder Woman in the 50s? Oh, no, not again. Um, not again. Yeah, that would... Uh, Okay, Samurai Jack, Wonder Woman, let's write that down. Let's put a pin in it. We'll, we'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, someone write that story. Uh, so, yeah, it, it just makes it feel cool to be back here uh, in London with Wonder Woman to actually see um, some action here. So we'll definitely get into it Tomorrow. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. So if you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can chat with us about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. We'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 19 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.